Funding for this class is provided by Benjamin Arieh and family in loving memory of Raphael, son of Chacham Rabbi Chia. השם אלוהינו מלך העולם, אשר יצר את האדם בחוכמה, וברא בו נקבים נקבים, חלולים חלולים, גלוי וידוע לפני כיסא כתובך, שאם יסתם אחד מהם, או אם ייפתח אחד מהם, אי אפשר להתקיים אפילו שעה אחת. ברוך אתה השם, רופא כל בשר ומופלי Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has formed man in wisdom and created within him numerous orifices and cavities. It is revealed and known before the throne of your glory that if one of them were to be blocked or one of them were to be opened, it would be impossible to exist even for a short time. Blessed are you, Lord, who heals all flesh and performs wonders. And then we say, we thank Hashem, Baruch Atah Hashem, the healer of all flesh, and the healer of the entire flesh. Why are, we, why are we referring to Hashem as the healer? In context of this blessing. We're not talking about someone who's sick. We're talking about a healthy person. He went to the bathroom. So we're praising Hashem as the healer. And the answer is yes. Because this is what heals the entire organism. If God forbid we couldn't get rid of the waste within us, it would, we, we would, it would, endanger the whole organism. We couldn't survive. We couldn't live. It would literally make us sick. By the miracle of evacuation and removing the waste and only keeping the, the, uh, the part that the nutrients, this is how Hashem heals us. This is a healing. And it's amazing how Maimonides, modern science is just beginning to catch on. But Maimonides, 800, over 800 years ago, writes that a person's health it all depends on the digestive system. If you want to know if a person is healthy, just check his digestive system. If a person goes to the bathroom easily and regularly, you know he's healthy. If a person is constipated, a person can't go, a person is entirely sick. It's a sign if the digestive system is healthy, it means your whole body is healthy. You know, science never paid attention to the digestive system. They gave you a laxative or whatever and go home and <laughs> antacid. And they didn't realize the importance of the digestive system. That's where your whole immune system is. That's where all your healthy bacteria is in your digestive system. If you have a healthy digestive system, then your whole body is healthy. And if not, your whole body is sick. And that's how you can tell if you're healthy. If it takes him, if he eats today and he goes to the bathroom seven days from now, you should check into a hospital or something very, very ill and very wrong with this person. The body is just not well, it's not healthy, it's not functioning. It's all in the digestive system. So he says, we're thanking Hashem that when our digestive system is working well, we're not constipated, we don't have diarrhea, and everything is working well and smoothly and easily. Hashem is healing. He's healing our entire flesh. He's healing our entire organism. And this is the ultimate healing. The best healing is preventive medicine. Not only to heal someone who's already sick. The ultimate doctor is someone who makes sure you don't get sick in the first place. 
So by, by Hashem making our digestive system and our vacuum working so smoothly, He is healing us, He is preventing us from getting sick in the first place. So we're thankful to Hashem and grateful to Hashem. We have, we're vibrant and, and have all this energy and this health because this miraculous digestive system is working so well and working so smoothly. And then he says, lasses. he concludes that this is, he performs wonders. What is he referring to? To those who say that when we say you can't even survive for a moment, he's referring to the miracle of the fetus and the birth. So he's referring back to that as well. That Omafli Lhasa is, firstly, that um, the fact that the mother is able to hold the child. The child is basically, the opening is facing downward. <laughs> Usually when you carry something, the opening is on top. And you're lucky if it, nothing, nothing spills out. <laughs> Here the opening is on the bottom and <laughs> the baby, the mother is able to hold, hold the, baby. the baby. The baby doesn't fall out. Also, the rabbis say, the fact that the baby is not crushed, when the baby comes out from that narrow opening, in fact, the baby is not crushed. The baby comes out whole and intact. That's also a miracle and a wonder. But most commentaries say this is referring to the theme of the blessing, the primary theme of the blessing, which is thanking Hashem for the digestive system, for the miraculous systems in the body. So, so firstly, we're thanking Hashem for the wonder of separating the nutrients from the waste. You take in food. So when you're eating it, it's food. <laughs> it's not waste. And from this food, the body is able to take out all the nutrients, all the good parts, the part that could be turned into blood, into life, and the rest is, is the waste, and the body expels the waste. So in this food, which is all good and wholesome, and yet, miraculously, the body is able to distinguish and to separate and to take out what's good and what's not good. And this has a very spiritual parallel. There are many things that at the source are very holy and very good. But you can't tell, you can't detect the waste that it contains. For example, Avram. Avram was so holy. But from Avram came out of Yishmael. When Avram was Avram, Avram is, it's all contained within Avram. It's all tasty, delicious, wholesome. You can't tell that within this Avram, there's also a little waste called Yishmael. Yitzchak. Yitzchak is holy. But within Yitzchak, from Yitzchak came out an Esav. When it's in Yitzchak, when it's, in its, at its root, at its source, it's all holy. But when it leaves, when it goes out, then you are able to detect the waste. There's a waste. Something that has to be discarded. Something that has to be expelled. When a person is praying, you can be very excited about your prayer. You're excited. You feel intense. You, feel lo you love Hashem. Your heart is inflamed. You're in awe of Hashem. And it's all holy. It's all wonderful. 
But then when you leave the prayer, and because you were in a state of awe, suddenly you become very judgmental and very harsh and very unforgiving and very... So that waste comes from that holiness. But while it was holy, while you were experiencing the prayer and the davening, all you experienced was the holiness. You didn't realize that in that holiness there was a little waste there, a little ego, a little arrogance, that when you leave the prayer, suddenly there's waste that has to be discarded and expelled. Suddenly you become so holier than thou and too intense and impatient with people and too judgmental and too sharp and too this. Then that, that's waste that has to be discarded. That's negative. Where did it come from? Yes, it came from a holy source. You, you, were, you had such an awesome, intense experience and suddenly now all of a sudden you become the judge and the jury and the, and the harsh and, and uncompromising. You want to be uncompromising, be uncompromising on yourself, not on someone else. And the same thing is with love. In prayer, you feel such a love for Hashem and your heart is singing and you feel so open and expansive and, and one with the universe, etc. And then, after davening, suddenly uh, you love that cholent also <laughs> with, the, with the great relish and great enthusiasm. <laughs> All that enthusiasm you had in davening, suddenly... Um, so, when you leave the davening, suddenly you see that waste that has to be expelled and discarded. You have to be careful of. But in, while it's all in that holy experience, it's like the food. I, I, food, this is waste in this food. I'm eating delicious food. What waste? What are you talking about? I would never eat waste. It's delicious. Wholesome. Nutritious. Healthy. Organic. Yes, but from this organic, healthy food, there's going to come some waste. <laughs> but that's the miracle and wonder of the body. The body is able to separate and differentiate take out everything that's good and discard and expel everything that's a waste. It has to, has to be thrown out. This is referring to the greatest miracle and wonder. The great miracle and wonder. If you try to contain ear, oxygen, right? You have a balloon. You're holding on to the ear. It has to be tight. It has to be closed. What happens if you prick the balloon? Tiny hole? You hear that whoosh, and the ear is gone. Yet man lives off oxygen and ear, and we're all open. We have openings all over the place. (laughs) And our soul doesn't go away. Our life force remains. We're open. And miraculously, and this is the wonder of Hashem, that the soul remains within the body and the soul is still contained by the body despite all these openings and this leads us to the deepest level of the meaning of a mafli lasis this is what the Ramos says Ramos says that this is referring to the wonder of the connection between body and soul material and spiritual it's something so wondrous and it's beyond our comprehension. How is it possible to connect something spiritual with something physical? Like you're saying, this, could this cup contain uh, uh, 2 plus 2 is 4? Could this cup contain intelligence, an idea? Is this a vessel or a vehicle for intelligence or an idea? 
how could the body be a vessel and a vehicle? How could the body contain the soul, which is purely spiritual, the life force, which is purely spiritual? What's the connection between the material and the spiritual? How could there be such a mind-body connection, body-soul connection, material and spiritual? They're opposites. Makes no sense. And yet Hashem brings the body and the soul together. And when the body and the soul come together, the body comes alive. Miraculously. All 37 trillion cells come alive. We're not just a machine and the soul is not just a motor, an engine. The body and the soul become fused, inseparable. The body comes alive. The body is alive. You don't know where the body ends and the soul begins or vice versa. The body, you can tell, God forbid, when the soul leaves, the body is reduced to a lump of clay. How do you connect body and soul? Only Hashem could take two opposites and bring them together. That they become one, one and inseparable. And each organ is parallels each other in a most wondrous way. The eye is so wondrous, it, it's, it perfectly matches the soul's ability to see. Everything in the eye perfectly matches. It's like a parallel universe. Everything in the material is a parallel, parallels the spiritual. Every organ in the body has its unique spiritual capacity, the soul's capacity. And every organ in the body that contains this capacity perfectly matches the soul. The physical and the spiritual are so parallel, it's almost like the physical is a, um, it's just a reflection of the spiritual. A projection of the spirit. How could the spiritual and the physical be so parallel and so united and so connected and so one? Physical and spiritual are opposites. How could the physical contain the spiritual? How could the physical parallel the spiritual? Manifest the spiritual? Project the spiritual? It's the ultimate wonder. And where do we find this wonder? We find this wonder only in this world. In heaven, heaven is heaven and hell is hell. You can't mix the two. Two plus two is, is four, and five plus five is ten. It's, it's two different worlds, two different realities. How do you mix the two? Truth is truth and lies are lies. You can't mix the two. Spiritual is spiritual and, and materialism is physical is physical. Only in this world, in the most miraculous, wondrous way, could you have heaven and hell together. On the same block, you can have the house of prostitutes and you can have the synagogue in the same block. But it gets even more complex. In the same person. The same person has heaven. From, from above, we are angelic. We have emotions we can love and we can feel and we can, and we can uh, comprehend and perceive and understand. And from the bottom down, we're like a beast. There's no difference in us and the animal. They have to get rid of their waste, and we get rid of their waste, and we breathe, and they breathe, the circulatory system, the digestive system, all these systems. There's no difference in us and the animal. We're almost embarrassed and ashamed. Like, like it's almost so animalistic. I can't help myself. But this is, this is how God created me. And it's in the same body, in the same person. The same person could do good. We have an angelic side to us. You have a spiritual side to us. And that's why he mentions in the blessing, it's known before the seat 
the throne of glory. That's where the neshama comes from. The neshama is rooted in the throne of glory. We're talking about the loftiest levels. And here we're talking about going to the bathroom and evacuating the uh, waste within us. Within the same person, simultaneously, we have such a holy neshama, such a lofty neshama, and at the same time, we have the lowest of the low within us. And man is even lower than a beast. This juxtaposition, this opposites, we find extremely by man. These two extreme, extreme opposites we find only by man. Man is even lower than the beast. You know, <laughs> right? In the San Diego Zoo, they have a, a display. It says, the world's wildest beast. And you walk in, it's an empty room, but there's a floor-to-ceiling a floor mirror. <laughs> you know, beasts don't, don't uh, blow themselves up and the bestiality and the cruelty that man does to each other. No animal on earth, even the wildest beast, would never. We are extremes. Torah says that, man, that beast, the animal was created, its body and its soul were created simultaneously. Shem said there should be an animal, and they were animals. They came out of the earth, they were animals, right then, born, created, not born, created, right then. Man, however, was created differently. Man is unique. How was man created? First, Hashem took earth, formed clay, formed, formed the shape of the man. Earth, earth is not waste. Earth is the lowest earth. Waste. It's even lower than an animal. Because animal, the body came with a soul. So it's, it's, it's the life. Came right simultaneously with his life. Man started out as a piece of clay. Earth, the lowest element. Even lower than the organic life. Just earth. Then Hashem blew into his nostrils, blew life. His soul is deeper than the angels. Because Hashem blew into his nostrils. Breath comes from within. Hashem spoke and the angels came into being. But he blew into man. So man's soul is greater than the angels and his body is lower than the animals. Extremes. We have a yetzatev, we have a godly soul that which causes us to want to be godly and to want to do good and to want to be selfless and to want to do kindness and to want to be genuine and be authentic. On the other hand, we have the beast within us. The selfish, self-centered, arrogant, self-absorbed, impossible self, <laughs> ridiculous self, self-destructive self, indulgent self, spoiled, rotten self. The same person. You have the beast and you have the angel. You talk about extremes. But as the physicist said the Shabbos, it's only when you want to get the certain truths, you have to put them in extreme circumstances. When you put them in extreme circumstances, you're able to coax out the deepest truths of reality. So within the extreme of man, because Hashem created us with such extremes, simultaneously, body and soul, Beast and angel, good and evil, together. Hell and heaven together. Sometimes even within the same good deed, the same good deed could be a combination of good and evil. Not only you can have a person who could be very nice on the outside, but inside and not like on the outside. They could be very charming and 
on the outside, very smooth, but on the inside, it's the exact opposite. On the other hand, you can have people who are very gruff on the outside, but inside they have hearts of gold. Nothing is the way it seems. Everything is such a mix-up and a combination of opposites. Sometimes within the same good deed, you can have opposites. I'm doing an act of tzedakah, but I want to be famous. I want everyone to acknowledge it. So I'm doing something good, but on the other hand, it's egotistical. So the same act is a good element and there's a negative element. So by, by these two extremes, what, what, what truth do we see from this? What do we coax out of this whole experience? That this world, and especially within man, especially within us, Hashem reveals His undefined self. Only Hashem could create paradoxes. Only Hashem could square the circle. So Hashem is revealing within us the fact that we could have a Yetzirah Tov and a Yetzirah the fact that we could have these two parts within us, within the same person, that man could be the lowest of the low and the highest of the high, simultaneously together, this can only come from the essence of Hashem, who can, who can do wonders. Only Hashem could do such wonders. So in this world we see the greatest demonstration, a revelation of Hashem's wonders. Not in the heavens, not in the heaven of heavens. In heaven, they don't know what God looks like. In Ganeden, they don't know what God looks like. The Nisham has to come into this world, into this darkness, into this bestial reality to, re- to reveal and to discover and experience the wonders of Hashem, the essence of Hashem, which is only revealed in this world, in this combination, in this paradox. And that's why this is the first blessing. When you look at the body, and we're looking at the lowest part of the body. You just woke up in the morning and you have to go to the bathroom. And you're talking about the, the, the part within us that, that equates us with the beast. There's no distinction. And in this reality, a Jew stops. And Hashem gives us the wisdom to realize and to thank Hashem for the miracles and wonders and the wisdom of the body. To see Hashem in this act. And to realize the ultimate wonder of Hashem, that Hashem is able to combine body and soul, physical and spiritual. He created us. We're so conflicted. This whole conflict, but this whole conflict and this whole paradox is the ultimate expression of God's essence. So instead of other religions coming to the conclusion that man is a beast, man is a vildechai, you might as well quit while you're behind. The only hope is to have faith and you'll be saved and you'll be taken to the other next life and to the other world. In this blessing is expressed the whole beauty of Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit says, no, man is the ultimate expression of God's wonder, the ultimate wonder, the paradoxical essence of Hashem can only be found in this tension, in man, in this conflict. You see the ultimate essence of Hashem fully revealed in all its beauty in the creation of a man and all of his contradictions and conflicts and opposites, extremes. We find Hashem and we find the wonders of Hashem, the greatest wonder of Hashem we find in this combination. The combination of body and soul in man with all our contradictions and foibles and ridiculousness and pettiness and mishagas and craziness and crazy making ability. 
we find within this whole drama of life, we find Hashem's wonders. That's why it's such a blessing you only find amongst the Jewish people. This whole blessing, it's so Jewish. <laughs> this is the first blessing we make of thanksgiving to Hashem. And we're focusing and concentrating on, on seemingly something so low and so mundane, going to the bathroom. And look what we make out of this. Look, 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 this whole blessing that the rabbis of the great assembly, they're taking us and pointing us, pay attention, focus, concentrate, realize, realize what, what's going on here. Realize the miracles of one, of who we are, how we're constituted, how Hashem created us, how He made us. And it's not something that, oy, nebuch, we have no choice. This itself is the greatest expression of Hashem's wonder, the wonder of wonders. Mafli lasts. This is so miraculous and so wondrous. And really, Allah says you have to make this blessing when you wake up in the morning, even if you don't go to the bathroom. Because really, you fo- you're, you're focusing on the human body, the miracle of the human body. And today we know more than ever the miracle and the wonders of the human body. I mean, the more you learn and the more you're astonished by Hashem's infinite wisdom, 37 trillion cells, I mean, it's just, it's just, you can't even wrap our mind around it. People spend their whole life studying one organ in the body, the ear, and we haven't even scratched the surface. There's so much infinite wisdom just in one organ in the body. We're just scratching the surface. The more we learn and the more we're getting into it, um, and the fact that we can heal Hashem gave the body such healing capacity that even when we're challenged and we're constantly bombarded, we know that the body is constantly bombarded with negative, you know, bad bacteria. And it's a miracle that we're able to, the balance of the body, the perfect balance of the body, that the ba- everything is so perfectly balanced and that we're able to overcome all the negativity and we're able to maintain our, our health and uh, to, keep, to keep our balance, this is all, and it all happens unselfconsciously. We're thanking Hashem because we have nothing to do with it. We have no clue. You can go through your whole life and you have no idea what happens when you eat and your whole digestive system and how it works. And it'll work fine. It doesn't need your help. It's doing fine without you. Just don't interfere. Don't get in the way. <laughs> just, just stay out of the way. You're sleeping. Everything is happening. 99.9% of our body happens unselfconsciously. I mean, our mind is such a tiny part. <laughs> our consciousness is such a tiny, minuscule part of life. All these trillions and zillions of things and interactions all happening simultaneously. I mean, it, it just boggles the mind. There's no computer on earth that can possibly accommodate all this complexity. So when you stop and realize and think about it, focus on it. So we, in the morning, you wake up, the first thing, you have your body you realize, you thank Hashem. You see the greatness of Hashem. The, the, and you're thanking Hashem and you're grateful. And this is a foundation for the day. Because from my flesh, I know God. There's no greater experience than my own personal experience. Personal experience? Just look at yourself. Your own personal experience. So if you learn to realize and to think in that way, and you learn to concentrate and to focus, don't wait for a, a crisis to wake you up. God forbid, someone has a crisis, of course he's going to thank Hashem and realize the miracle of the body when your body is challenged. But think about it. He says, you don't, have to, you don't have to wait for the crisis. Think about it. 
How would you feel if, if, God forbid, there was a blockage? Suddenly your mouth was shut, that was sewed up, you couldn't breathe, you couldn't eat. Okay, how would you feel? Or, God forbid, you were constipated, or you couldn't, you couldn't evacuate. How would you feel? So, feel that now. You would be grateful when finally you were able to open up. So, now you are able. Thank Hashem. Realize the miracle. Hashem gave us the wisdom that you can figure it out. You don't, you don't have to be there. You don't have to be in the stars to see the stars. We have the wisdom to see and to figure out the galaxies and the, the infinite complex universe. We're able to figure, Hashem gave us the Chachmah, the wisdom, to figure out things that we can't even touch, we can't even reach. So if Hashem gave us the wisdom to figure things out, use that wisdom to figure out, you don't have to be there. You don't have to be sick, God forbid. You don't have to be challenged to wake up. Wake yourself up now. You woke up in the morning, wake yourself up spiritually, not just, I woke up physically. Wake up spiritually, wake up your mind, wake up your awareness, realize, smell the coffee, realize the miracles and the wonders, and really feel grateful and be thankful and really genuinely thank Hashem wholeheartedly. You're not just saying the blessing by rote and mechanically. Say it with heart and soul. Feel it and experience it and realize. And this is the first blessing that we, we start the day out with. And in the Code of Jewish Law, he places such an emphasis on the blessing. Unlike any other part of prayer, he says the laws of this blessing and its meaning. And he elaborates on the meaning because this is so essential, this is so critical to our whole Yiddishkeit, our whole relationship with Hashem and our whole connection with Hashem and the whole feeling of being grateful to Hashem and realizing that we are a walking miracle. The body is a walking miracle. Our life is a walking miracle. And if that doesn't cause you to be inspired, what else in the world is going to inspire you? <laughs> if your own body, if your own self, if you're not awake to your own self, if you don't even get yourself, how in the world are you going to understand anything? If you can't understand yourself, then you don't understand anything. If you're not astonished and astounded by your own miracle that happens each and every day, you're breathing and you're eating and you're everything, then nothing in the world will inspire you. You won't understand anything. This is elementary, this is basic, this is the foundation, this is the very first blessing, the opening. If you don't get this, then you don't get anything. So that's why such an emphasis is placed on this. It's the first blessing of Thanksgiving in, in the Code of Jewish Law. You really have to get it. You really have to understand it and mean it and then say it, not just saying words. And if you really understand this, then everything will follow. If you understand the miracle of life and the miracle of the body, everything else will follow. Good question. Does the baby while he's still in the womb? Does he have this neshama already only when he gets out? Question. It says the neshama like hovers over the baby. It's not internalized. It's like over the baby. It's like a, like a subconscious. It's not part because the baby is not independent. And the baby is not alive independently. So it just hovers over. It's, it's hovering over. There's some connection, but it's still not. It hasn't internalized its neshama. It's only when the baby is born, and the baby starts breathing on its own. That's when the baby is alive internally on its own, and that's when the neshama um, starts entering. That's when the, the, the neshama starts entering. But even then, there are stages. There is um, the bris, when the baby has the bris. There is when the baby is old enough that 
you start educating the baby, so it's more aware. And ultimately, by the bar mitzvah, or the bas mitzvah, that's when the neshama makes its full grand appearance. You know, the bar mitzvah. Well, they know if the person is dying, the neshama is still hovering until... Well, there are different different stages, different stages, and we we should never find out. But there are different stages. There is uh, right away till the levaya, till the till the burial, the first day, the first three days, seven days, thirty days, the year. You know, different different stages. Of and then the neshama hovers over the caver, and then you know there are different levels. Um, it says about certain. I guess average people after a certain time they passed away so long ago that they, they no longer have any connection of course the great righteous ones the great leaders of Israel are not that way they always remain connected to the Jewish people here and that's why we go to their graves even thousands of years later but the, but the, the average person so these are all this is all discussed um, by the Kabbalists, different levels of the soul and different stages of the soul, the journey of the soul, as the soul journeys and leaves the body and goes into the next world. That's one of the reasons you cover the mirror. You cover the mirror because the, uh, the soul is, comes home and doesn't see its reflection, looks in the mirror and doesn't see his reflection. It's a very freaky experience for the soul. He's still getting used to the idea that he's not alive. <laughs> The soul that is no longer in the body. That's a very, he has to adjust to that. It's, uh, after living in the body for 120 years, it's, it's not easy to adjust to the fact that you're no longer in the body. So it's, it's, it's different stages that the soul has to go through its journey as it goes to the next world. But so to add to this question, so what animates the fetus in the, in the mom's womb? Well, it gets its food from its mother. So it's it really, it's an extension of the mother in a certain sense. So is the, um, is the mother's soul that is animating the baby while it's connected to her? Well, the, well this, huh? the, it's, it's, it's both an extension of the mother and the soul of the baby is starting, it's, it's starting, it's, it takes like nine months till the soul is able to enter. That's when the baby is born. So it starts hovering over the baby, and as the baby oh, develops, so it takes nine months, nine months for the soul. The soul has to go through many, many levels until the soul is able to reach this world. So those are, it takes nine months for the soul to make its descent, and, to, and that's the baby keeps on growing, and, gets, and then when the baby is born, that's when the soul is able, comes into this world of a sea of action. So it's all different levels, so, different so different stages. But it's not really viable. The baby is not viable. So you know, not the, the <laughs> babies that are born prematurely don't get a full potential, or they probably already have well, achieved. Well, no. Once they enter, once they're born, if they breathe and they come into this world, then there's some babies that only need six months. You know, some Moshe was born after after six months. Some babies need nine, most babies need nine months. Elijah the prophet needed 12 months. That's the maximum, that's the maximum that a baby could be in the mother's womb. So you're saying the baby doesn't have a full soul until it's born? Correct. There are stages. So it's not a living thing? No, not necessarily. It's, it's somewhere in between. It's somewhere, it's somewhere in between. So if the mother's life is in danger, and the mother comes that's before a, the baby. That's a different thing. No, different. Because, because you can't compare the life of the baby to the life of, of the mother. 
when the when the baby's in the mother's womb. But it's not it's it's like a semi it's like somewhere in between. You're not allowed to take you're not allowed to abort or kill the baby. But it's it's not necessarily the same as as murder, as killing killing a, a living, full fledged living thing. It, it 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 you're taking a life. It is a life form. It is a life form. It is a life form. You say you're not allowed to abort. It's absolutely forbidden to abort unless the mother is in danger. The mother's life is in danger. Yeah, we don't consider life into So then, but then the mother. No, it's not. It is life. You're not allowed to take life. And it's it's it's, it's some some would even call it murder. It's questionable if it's murder or not. But it's absolutely forbidden, either way. But it's not a full. Even if it is life, it's not a full fledged life to the extent that the mother comes first. Once the baby is born, once the birth begins, I can't choose the mother over the baby because then the baby is a full life and the mother is a full life. So I can't take one over the other. Who am I to choose one over the other? I can't. But before the baby is born, even if it's considered alive, it's not the same life as a full-fledged independent life. So the full life will always take precedence over that level of life. Okay, that's uh, this, uh, that's a, it goes a whole different direction. Here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one last question. Yeah. The baby does have a soul. As soon as the baby is born, then the soul takes place. Then the soul, then the soul enters into the body, yeah. As soon as it's yeah. born. Well, this is appropriate discussion, because according to some commentaries, the blessing is discussing the baby and the fetus and the womb. That's, that's the wonder that we're saying. The whole idea that when the fetus is like an like a amphibious and then miraculously in one split second the baby turns, turns into a mammal. You know, the whole system changes inside. The mouth opens, the lungs open, the umbilical cord is stopped. And, and also in the heart, everything changes, the flow of the blood, right? I'm sure the doctor could elaborate more. It all happens miraculously. 99 percent of babies it happens smoothly I don't know what's the percentage of what's the what's the medical term when 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 this change doesn't happen and the baby can't breathe the baby comes out apnea, apnea. Yeah. and um, and in the olden days they would die they didn't they couldn't take care of it. today thank God we we can save them so we're thanking Hashem for the miracle mm-hmm.